You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, get more clients, and monetize. And today, I'm super excited. Y'all know I always get excited when we have special guests. And today, we're talking to Chanel, which guess where I met her, y'all? On Facebook, like I always tell you, I meet all these amazing people on social media. So welcome, (laughs) Chanel, to the Social Media Decoded Podcast. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm excited and I get excited too. So we're just going to be two excited people talking about social media. (laughs) Y'all didn't see, but before the show, the pre-show, we were talking and I was like, we just got to get into the podcast because we're so excited talking about this. We have to record so the people can hear. So Mm -hmm. Chanel, definitely introduce yourself. Let us know a little bit more about you and how did you get started with social media? Yeah. So my name's Chanel. Coaches and experts hire me when they want to cheat codes to accelerate, grow, and scale their business. I do that with marketing. I do it with social media messaging. I do it with money-making strategies, as well as be able to teach uh, and show women the different ways that they can be able to package their expertise. We call that a modality, right? Um, I got into social media probably organically like several people here, but mine was my journey started I'll say about 20 so years ago, right? So long, super long story short, what a lot of people don't know about me is that I used to have an online clothing boutique called mydivashop.com. I'm not even going to date myself, but it was definitely probably almost 20 years or so ago, right? Um, And this is like before the internet was really the internet as we know it now. Like social media wasn't really popping like that. But what we had was like Yahoo groups. We had like these online forums. And what you what I really learned early on with the online boutique is how to create a niche, how to create messaging to attract your ideal client, how to make yourself kind of stand out among the masses so that people know about you. They see you as an influencer. They see you as somebody that has the goods of what they're looking for. Um, fast forward some time. Um, I have an accounting and finance background. I was a finance director for a multi-billion dollar organization. I've overseen um, over $3 billion in transportation assets. And my role as a finance director was extremely broad in that like business development, coordinating with marketing, really doing outreach in the community. And one thing that I really found out during that role is that there is a lot of money set aside for Black, Brown, women-owned businesses But then we go and we take a look at like their um, social, we take a look at their websites and like it's not together. It's not. We know that they have the expertise, but their online piece of it is just not streamlined in a way that will make people invest in contracts and invest in in being able to bring you on. Right. Um, And so I kind of leveraged that experience between building my own business through social leveraging my business acumen through my accounting and finance skills and launched my marketing firm about three years ago, just before, just right at the heart of the pandemic, to be honest. So I was kind of at a place where I was doing um, accounting consulting. I was also kind of dabbling because that's what we do, right? As women, we're dabbling into this and that, right? So I was dabbling in social media marketing. 
Um, my husband and I have a nonprofit organization that I built through social media. Um, and we also have a brick and mortar athletic training facility that I built through social media. So I got into the part where I was like, I was managing all of the social and the marketing for the nonprofit, as well as the brick and mortar people in my community would kind of ask like, Hey, like, you know, your stuff looks really slick. Who's doing it? It was me. So right at the start of the pandemic, I kind of got to this crossroads, right? I was like, okay, accounting and finance does not make my heart sing anymore. Um, I'm really passionate about building business and teaching other Black and women-owned businesses how to really stand out online and build their business. And I'm like, you know what? If we, if I don't do it now, right at the start of pandemic, when we have all of this time, will we have you know this opportunity to kind of hit a reset? If I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. So I took the leap and just went full throttle into my marketing firm, and I have not looked back since. So. Long story short, that's how I got into social media marketing. <laughs> no, I love that story too because I'm sure there's so many moms listening too. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. all we're we're everywhere, Absolutely. and I mean, I have three kids as well. Three. Well, now they're not kids; they're um they're young adults. But yes, I did all that with with little ones. <laughs> and so you took that corporate role and was like, "Look, I could do something else, and this is not even fun." Right. We can do the fun things with social media. That's why I think. Social media, it's so different because it's just fun. I feel like it's fun every day that I get to wake up and just really have fun with helping my clients like get visible on social media. And so I, I heard you say something in there. You said you really wanted to help people that look like you, women that look like you, but when you would go to their social media, they wouldn't have a presence. What do you think is stopping Black women and women of color from leveraging social media in the way to be visible? I, I I love that question. And, you know, sometimes I feel like we've kind of bought into this myth that either it has to be really hard or we've been so conditioned and working in corporate America that we're used to not showing up for ourselves. We're used to working in the background. We're used to not highlighting our own expertise and bragging on ourselves, Right. Um, and so with that, we start these businesses and we feel like, OK, well, if I do a good job, if I have the skills, people are going to come. They are going to hire me. It sort of falls in line with that build it and they'll come <laughs> mentality. Right. But with the way that business works, especially now that the, we're so focused online, if we aren't shouting from the rooftops what it is we do on a consistent basis every day really champion for our clients every day, really showing up and and showing our authority and building our influence every day, we'll be forgotten about. And so that's really where my heart goes out when I look at some some women. And I know you see this too, Michelle, you know, working in social, you, you, you look and you're like, sis, you brilliant. You are a powerhouse. And then you start digging around on their social and you're like, yeah, but you missing out. You are missing out on clients. You're missing out on opportunities. You're missing out on everything that we go into business that we want, the freedom and the flexibility. We're missing out on that because we aren't showing up consistently online. 100%. And we go to the page and it's like, you posted seven seven months ago. No one <laughs> will see that from seven months ago. You have to post every day. I'm Listen, y'all. If you want to be seen and you want people to sign up for your stuff, if you want to be like the people when they're sending you the emails, I got 58% conversions, blah, blah, blah. You got to show up. How else are they going to see you? Yeah. 
got to show up and show up as yourself. I, we, the other thing that I think that really hinders us as women um, is we show up as a version of that we think people want to see. Right. We put these masks on and we talk a certain way and we are like, well, you know, in corporate, I had to show up as this. So let me show up as this, as the CEO of my business. But people really want to know the real deal. They want to hear your slang. They want to see what you do on the weekends. They want to hang out with them. So what they do, they want to hang out with you. Right. They want to be business besties with you online. And so we kind of hinder ourselves because we don't show up in that authentic way. My clients, y'all listening. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you have to hear from somebody else like Chanel to to see what I be talking about and I be saying. Uh-huh. See, she just said right. that. Maybe you, you should say it too. And then my, I'm going to play it for my clients as well. Because I just show up as me. I got slang. I might say gun on one or what you going to do. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> I was too buttoned up in corporate. Like I had to be right. like, I don't want to yeah. be like that. I come to my meetings. Just like you get on that prayers included, like I will come to a meeting with that shirt, like mm-hmm. the prayers included in my day. Because if I don't pray, <laughs> it may not be a good day for everybody, right? So show up as you are. Like if you funny, I have some dry humor. I be trying to make the people laugh. I that's what I do. You all mm-hmm. have listened to I'm sure enough of these episodes to know <laughs> nothing has changed. I still talk the same way. I don't change it for anybody. So listen to Chanel when she's saying this, those women that are listening, just show up as you, I guarantee you, your tribe, your people, they're out there and you just have to show up with what you have to, to give them, right? right? You have something that can help them. You have a mission that can help women, help other people, help the world. And you can use social media as your tool to do that. Cause it's a tool. And we don't talk about that because it's not like, it's not a lifestyle. It's a tool. You don't, we're not showing up to say, oh, my post got five likes. Nobody <laughs> likes it. Let's talk about that. So with visibility, right. we're not really looking for the likes. We, mm-hmm. we don't care about that. We're trying to reach more people with our content. What would you say that your top three tips are to share with creators, entrepreneurs who want to boost their online influence, like what they should do? Yeah. So that's a, a, a perfect question, especially as we're going into this season, because I don't, I feel like our timelines are kind of going through this like pivot, right? What was working in 2021 is not really working in 2023, right? You could just post something and your reel would go viral. You could post something and people are hating, um, you know, liking it and commenting and sharing, but people are back to work now. (laughs) People are busy, right? They're not sitting at home just waiting for you to post to see what's going on. You have to draw them in. So tip number one is when you are building your influence, people have to really capture on that you're an expert in your field in a very clear, concise way. So we are like, as women, as black women, we can do all things. We do a lot. We can do a lot of stuff, right? But when somebody comes to your social media feed, they got to know you're an expert in what it is you're selling in a very quick, concise way. So what I mean by that is if I am a social media business growth strategist, but I mentioned to you early on that I have a nonprofit, we have a brick and mortar, um, you know, athletic training facility. I don't mix all that into one, one page. People have to know me as a business growth strategist first in a very clear, concise way. So be a, don't be a very upfront about your expertise and the authority that you have in that so that it doesn't get mixed and muddled. The other tip that I have is being 
your, your, your timeline needs to know that you have an ideal client and that you go hard for your ideal client. And the way that you go hard for your ideal client is one, one by having one, but two, by speaking your ideal client's language. Like we have got to get out of speaking to the masses and feeling like we are going to miss out on something. Because that's the other thing I see in, you know, women-owned businesses. We're so afraid of like leaving somebody out that we're like, well, I don't want to leave anybody out. So let me just talk to everyone. But as a result, then our ideal client doesn't know we're speaking to them. So showing up for our ideal client, creating language that that uh, represents what they want, that transformation that they are looking for, um, sharing stories so that your, your timeline can see themselves as your ideal client and giving testimonials, like shout out your clients, shout out people that look like the people that you're trying to attract um, is another way. And then the third way is being able to really share with your timeline how you elevate the game because nobody wants to hire a consultant or a product or a coach that's not going to take them higher and get that transformation. They want to know that you are going to elevate their life, elevate their business, elevate their their game, whatever they're hiring you for. Right. So the way that you do that is you show, show show off what you're doing. Show off how you're investing in yourself. Show off the people that you hang with, your tribe. The, the They want to know that Lux lifestyle. And Lux can mean a lot of things, a lot of different people. But in short, they want to know that you are going, partnering with you means that they're going to elevate their game in some way. That was just a masterclass that you gave. I hope everyone was taking notes because <laughs> gems were just dropped. I 100% agree. And I think we need a plan to... Mm-hmm show up on social to post these things. And I know yeah. some women definitely say, oh, I don't just, I don't want to post about myself. I don't want to post about what I'm doing on the weekends. We're not saying post every single thing that you do on the weekends, but just mm-hmm. something. Maybe you went on a walk with your daughter and somebody right. might be like, oh, she's a mom. I like that. I can relate to her. You never know what it is. The I shared yesterday on Facebook some peonies in my backyard. I was like, I know somebody <laughs> could relate to this. I was like, I love these flowers. They're my right. pride and joy. And it had like, 25 comments. People love that kind of stuff. So you want to be relatable and that increases your visibility because now (laughs) when you're more relatable, that builds that like, know, and trust and you're nurturing the people. And then when you get ready to come in for what? That sale, it'll make it easier, right? Because they'll remember you. So don't feel like you're sharing too much of your life. You don't have to share everything. I don't share all of my life. I don't share my husband. I mean, I I share my daughter, but I don't share her like all over my page. Like she got her own page. I know we talked about sports because you know my daughter's a basketball player, but I don't mesh all of that together like that either. I think you definitely should have like different areas. You can have different audiences, but I agree with you. Start to speak to specific people. When I really started to talk to women, just women and really moms, like a lot more change. And this has just been like in the more half of the year recently, yeah, like even, even more niche. Where we can relate to you. We see you as a sports mom. We see you as a wife. And so like now it p- sort of paints a picture in people's mind. They know that you're a social media expert. They know Michelle is a podcaster. They know that she is brilliant at social media and visibility, but now we add a person behind it and we're like oh wow she's doing all that and she's juggling her daughter and she's juggling hanging out at basketball games on the weekends because trust me that sports mom life i don't even know how i'm doing it all that's a whole job right that's a whole we're not even gonna have a podcast on that that's a whole nother podcast we we will have to have a podcast on that we we should though because we could tell we can teach parents how to build their children's personal brands because parents 
if you're listening. Got I don't you. know if you're watching the WNBA or the 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 women's Got college you. basketball. It's here. Yep. So yep. holler at us. We're going to have another episode for that. But definitely, I think, again, the relatability just increases your visibility. So don't be scared. Don't resist it. You don't have to share everything, but have a plan. Yes. Have a if plan. you need help, we got you. Right. That's why we're here giving you all of these tips. So I heard that you had a collaboration that turned into a million dollar brand in 90 days. Is that true? That is true. Well, let's talk about that, because that's something yep. interesting that we definitely need to know about. Yes, that is true. So here's here's what um, three kind of key pieces of this story. Um, one, being um, open to new ideas. Um, two, putting yourself in opportunities to you know, be in either like new opportunities, new um, rooms, being surrounded by different um, ideas and people. And then three, being willing to take a chance on yourself, right? So I have a partnership called Fire Savvy. Fire Savvy is birthed out of a relationship that I actually built with my former business acceleration coach. So about three years or so ago, I hired um, a business acceleration coach to help me just scale my social media agency. And one of the things that was awesome is that she was a client of mine at one point. I was a client of hers at one point, but in that we really got to know each other well from a personal standpoint, but also from a business standpoint. This is how she thinks. This is how she moves. This is the type of people that she hangs around. So Fire Savvy is a partnership. My co-founder, Donna St. Louis, she um, is the founder of Firebrand. She's also built and sold a $250 million tech business. She's one of the top 10 sales coaches in the country, and she is a Black woman. So when people think about you know, what business looks like, big business looks like, and sales training and all that stuff, they don't always think of Black women. They think of white men, right? But here it is, like I am being coached by somebody that that is showing me different ways of thinking about business. So what what we decided to do is, and what we did, really, to be honest, by accident. So we decided that we were going to host a mansion retreat or mansion. I won't even call it a retreat. We decided we were going to get together because we were going to plan out our 2023. And we were like, hey, like we should do this in a mansion. It'd be fun because we both have hosted mansion retreats before. And we were like, but it'd be better if we invite some of our friends. So we invited some of our business besties, some some um, clients, some of our previous clients, they also wanted to plan out their 2023. And we were doing it literally as Donna and Chanel. So Donna and Chanel, we're just going to host this little three-day thing. Let's get together, hang out by the pool. Let's hang out in the mansion. Let's plan out our 2023. And then we get to the end and it's like, oh, y'all, y'all still want to do this. Y'all want to come back. Y'all want to do something else. Y'all want to actually continue on with us. So we created Fire Savvy. So Firebrand is Donna's company. Socially Savvy is my company. We married them together, Fire Savvy. Um, and our mission is over the next year to work with at least 100 women to help them either accelerate, grow, or scale their business to multiple six, seven figures. Most of our clients are women. We got a few lucky gentlemen to work with us, but most of our clients are women. Um, and our mission is really to change the stats about Black and women-owned business. Businesses. Um, if you take a look at some of the stats regarding Black women entrepreneurship, they're staggering. Uh, $26,000 is the annual revenue for many um, Black women. 
businesses. I don't know about you, but I know you probably, Michelle, you probably spend that alone in basketball gear, right? So who's living off of that? Who? How can we create legacy? But more importantly, that hustle, like getting out of the hustle of business and doing it in a very like streamlined, effortless way in terms of messaging, in terms of marketing, in terms of money-making strategies. Um, and we host eight what we call unmasterminds, uh, eight in-person unmasterminds every year. We do it in a mansion and there are various topics. So sales, how to 10X and grow your influence, social media content, because everybody needs content ideas, but really it's about the community. It's about um, accountability. But more importantly, it's about having access to both of us to be able to just take your dreams and just kind of just, no pun intended, but just light them on fire. No, I love that. And we definitely need more things like this. So Unmastermind? Yes, the Unmastermind. I like that. I like that. So this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast. And it's the book section. So I want to talk about any books that you have read or that you really loved or podcasts that can help um, the entrepreneurs listening here today on their business journeys. Yeah, so two come to mind. Um, My favorite, favorite, favorite book that I have read so far this year is Finding Me by Viola Davis. I probably will actually listen to it again a second time. It was, it's, it's not necessarily business related, but it really is about like personal growth and getting comfortable with yourself and being okay with who you are and how, who you are, just as who you are impacts the impacts the people around you. So it was that was one of my very favorite ones that I read this year. The other one that I read um, that I'm currently reading that I'm in love with already is um, Disruptive Thinking by T.D. Jakes. And I love th- the what I love about it so far is how you blend your spirituality and your faith, but with entrepreneurship. And just really being able to just have faith in what it is you're doing, but more importantly about like leveraging your influence as a person of faith, but leveraging your influence as a business owner to be able to kind of make most both audiences meet in the middle. No, I love that. And thank you for those book recommendations. I'm sure so many, we have so many from so many of the amazing guests that people have like stacks Mm. and stacks of books or in their (laughs) Audible or on their Libby. We have so many amazing books to check out. But this has been such a great episode. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all the gems. Before we head out, please let us know where we can find you if we want to connect with you online, on social media. place to find me is on Facebook. Michelle and I both love Facebook. I'm there at Chanel Evans. Um, you can find me at all the social outlets at Chanel Evans. And then you can, if you're curious about Fire Savvy, go to firesavvy.net and, um, and chat with you more. Yes. And we'll make sure to put all that information down below in the show notes. And thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode. If you like this episode, make sure you tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and let me know about what you thought about today's gems that were dropped. And we will talk to you all in the next one. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.